Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast episode called Primary Pattern. In today's episode, we will talk about what primary pattern means and how it affects us in our daily life. With that being said, let's get started. So primary pattern as to how I learned it was the way that we first formulate our way of moving. So what that means is like when we're born, we have these natural instincts. We know what to say in certain moments. We know what to do. We think very naturally without the environment around us affecting us in some which way. That being said, as you become older, your environment starts to influence your mind. It influences your feelings. It influences your beliefs. And you your primary pattern begins to change as a result of that. As it changes, you start to live within the beliefs, the thoughts, and the feelings that you have within the mind and within your nervous system, the body that influences who you begin to become. For example, my instructor, she's standing up and then she eventually sits down in a chair and she's showing me the movements of how our body naturally goes into this into this state and it, within a second, your body shifts into a position of either feeling protected of yourself or opening up yourself in the world so if I were to give you a visual representation of that, it's like folding over your chest or bringing your chest out, depending on which the environment that you're in. As we become older, our primary pattern gets put away for some time. And because it's put away, we start to move in these unnatural patterns that our mind, body, soul, you know, try to work with because of the environment that we've been in. By focusing, by realizing and being still, you can see your body in a more natural light instead of, you know, in an environment, let's say a kid who was abused for some time is living very protective of themselves. You know, they may have their legs crossed, they may have their arms wrapped around their body, they may hunch over as a protection to themselves. And so when you begin to release that, there's obviously trauma that may come out as a part of that because you're you're letting your mind know like, hey, you know, let's release ourselves. But your mind's saying like, no, like remember when you did that and then you were physically hurt by whomever, you know, is abusing the child. Why are we gonna why are we gonna open ourselves up if the last time we did we were hurt? But it's like you have to begin to work with the mind because if not, then you'll stay stuck and you'll have a hard time and more likely of a feeling of stagnancy because you're always resisting natural movement. And if you were to think about a time where you felt very comfortable, very safe, and you can see how your body was just flowing and you felt very aligned with yourself, you felt the energy going in and out of your body and you knew the right things to say, you knew how to behave in that environment. You knew how to be yourself and you're bringing that with you everywhere you go. And of course, it may be hard if you have a lot of things that you haven't released yet, that you haven't let go. It can take some time, but that's totally okay. Everyone is capable of doing this. It's just having the awareness within your body, within your mind and your soul, working with yourself, showing yourself love, getting yourself into alignment with who you are. So as I'm practicing this myself, I find myself very frustrated because my ego my natural, my quote unquote natural way of living of how I was living for some time, you know, is being, being pushed out the way with love, right? It's difficult.
difficult. You know, it was difficult at first to do because I feel like I have to do certain things when I need to unlearn that because it's not true. And so I love this so much because it's so helpful, you know, to bring yourself back into alignment and, you know, just practicing it within your within your own life, whether you're journaling, whether you're, you know, going to cook a meal, whether you're, you're watching TV, hanging out with friends, riding a bike, going to the movies, grocery shopping, whatever it is, you know, a way to tap into that is just by being still and moving from that stillness. How and what reactions do you have? What urges, what instincts do you have when you're still? You can follow when you have an awareness or when you become more aware of, you know, the things that you're doing. Maybe they are creating more resistance in your life. Maybe they are not benefiting you in the way that they need to. Maybe it's just not resonating with you in any which way anymore, whether that behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, whom, whatever. This primary pattern knocks that away and, you know, opens it up to yourself again. You're basically, how I see this is you're tapping into yourself again and you're tapping into, you know, who you were as a child without anything being on top of your clean slate. So you're going to have to deal with in your body to get to that clean slate. And again, like I mentioned, it's hard, but you're also very capable of doing so. Many of us who practice this mindfulness, who practice this awareness, who practice, you know, releasing, letting go of what no longer belongs to us or what no longer resonates with us, understands a lot of our trauma that we have is stored in our body. You're releasing it to come back to yourself again. The more you continue to store up in there, the more you live on top of that. You're allowing whatever is affecting you to build up and continue to live in that existence. You're not living as your true self. You're not living as the person you're meant to be. Instead, you're living based off of what it is that you've learned from other people or from your environment and not being in an alignment where you naturally belong, if that makes sense. I felt it's so necessary to speak about because a lot of us are living in a place where we don't belong. And I've noticed that about myself as well, where I was in places I didn't feel like it was in alignment with who you know I am. And it's not to say any of those things were bad. It was my ego. It was these thoughts. It was these beliefs. It was these feelings of what I thought I needed, what I thought I wanted, what I thought I believed was right, was creating the life I was in turn living in. But having this awareness of what if I come back to my child self? What will happen for me? And it's such a mind-opening thing because when you realize, you know, we were naturally living the way that we were supposed to as a child, but being in places that, you know, created these different turns in our lives are ways to naturally be off of alignment with ourselves. You have to ask yourself, am I living in my primary pattern? Am I living in a place where I feel like I belong? Am I living in a place where I feel like myself? It's very healing when you do. I remember one time I was cooking and because I was like practicing being present and everything, I just felt so emotional because I felt like that little girl before, you know, she experienced all those hardships that she would have to go through in her childhood. These, you know, horrible things that not many of us deserve to feel but unfortunately we have to go through I was living in survival mode I was living amongst my beliefs that I thought were healthy for me I was living amongst you know everything I thought was true and being in that place where I just felt very safe and secure and so in love with this world you know I'm like I have to practice this and especially after learning the primary pattern that is a part of the Alexander technique a very beautiful thing to check out if you're interested in that it's so helpful to understand that it is possible 
possible coming back to who you truly are and who you were before anything really ever happened to you. The way that I see this is, you know, we go through our experiences, but we have a time period, we have a time frame, we have an opportunity to come back to who we are after learning those hardships, after learning, you know, what those experiences meant to us. And I feel like the most powerful thing to do is to learn, is to release, and is to let go and come back to who you were before any of that happened. It's there for a lesson and it's not a feeling that you're supposed to carry forever because you learned after that experience, you know, who you are and what was meant to, you know, teach you in that time, whether it was a relationship issue, you know, you were having a financial situation, a limiting belief situation, or anything that has to relate to, you know, a lesson. Whatever it was, it really is just a moment you go through that you're in. And once you come out of that and think to yourself, like, okay, I acknowledge I went through this. And now that I've gone through this, I can let it go and, you know, come back to who I am. And then you begin a healing process. You begin to come back to yourself. I see that as a healing process because having to unlearn everything, you know, I just see it as a reason to become a better person, become a better sister and aunt, a cousin, anything, anything that I play a role in in my life to, to get better at that by having that mindset or that perception concept coming back to who you truly were i don't have to worry about you know certain things i don't need to have this worry or the stress because i'm living how i need to live not how someone else thinks i need to live how my dad thinks i need to live how my sister thinks i need to live how society thinks i need to live i'm living how i need to live to continue to be myself and there's so much power in that because no one can take you out of what it is that's meant for you and it's so rewarding and it's so peaceful and even if you're living in what's meant for you and how you're meant to live of course you know you may have experiences you may have moments where you have hardships but they're not going to be the hardships that you've had before you're going to have already learned that and so you're going to move easily and more out of ease and out of flow because you know what you're going to have to do in that moment and so how do you practice that how do you practice learning how to live as a child well one it's about the awareness being still, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, being still and just noticing your body without judgment. When you judge, you create a block. And what that block does is that it doesn't allow you to see it for what it really is. Let yourself see you for who you really are at this moment. At this moment, you are no longer going to be the person that you were before changing your habits, changing your behaviors, changing your beliefs, changing your thoughts. You're not going to be that person anymore. So what you can at least do for yourself is to be non-judgmental for this moment to get to where you want to go. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting down in a chair and I notice that my legs cross. Well, what if I release them. Do my legs naturally unfold themselves? So let me repeat that. If I'm being still and my legs are crossed, my legs are crossed while being still. If I have like this instinct to release them, I'm going to release them. I'm not going to resist my body moving naturally. Does that make sense? So if my arm wants to put its hand on the table naturally, then I'm going to let it do that. And I'm just going to be aware of like, okay, this is what comfortability looks like sitting in a chair at my kitchen counter. This is what it looks like. 
any other emotion that may relate to not being in my primary pattern, I can resort back to this so that I can relax and be still and be in the present moment. It brings me back. It's like an anchor, I would call it, of who you are. I'm no longer in my head. I'm here now in this present moment. I am calm. I'm in abundance right now. I, I can even acknowledge the abundance that I'm in and acknowledge that I'm okay. I don't have to stress out about anything. That situation already happened. You know, do you see where this is going? Even practicing when you're, let's say you're on stage giving a speech. Well, this is a very beautiful technique if you're learning how to do public speaking or you're speaking in a business meeting or amongst your friends, anywhere that you may feel like you become nervous when you speak. It's very useful to understand how your body reacts and how you can let yourself go, regardless if it's scary, regardless if you feel you know nervous or whatever it is, it's a practice. How can you learn how to practice when you're in a situation where you feel most tense to be the person you're meant to be in that place you're there for a reason let's say even if you're sitting on a couch and you're hanging out with this new guy that you met or this new girl and you may feel very tense or nervous because you don't want to mess up and you know you want it to go the way that you want it to go and you you know have your legs crossed you you have your arms over your um over your chest over your body and you know you look closed off you feel closed off because you know that you're closed off <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you know how can you relax your body to seem more comfortable in the position that feels its best in practice that practice being in your own place and maybe practicing when you're grocery shopping or you're driving your car you know you have the ability and you can practice how to come into your primary pattern in any point of your day anywhere it's within you that pattern is already in you it's just a matter of how you're going to bring that out and how it comes out and when you allow it to come out when you allow yourself to come out in that space if that makes sense so i know that was a lot of information that i gave you and i hope this helps um, because it's a very helpful and strategic way of becoming you know the person that you're meant to be and you know practicing and releasing that trauma that's stored in your body you can't come back to yourself unless you acknowledge what's preventing you from coming back to yourself why aren't you coming back to yourself what are you so afraid of is it your ego societal views how your friends are going to see you whether that's feeling embarrassed you're scared you're nervous you don't know how to do it really there's a difference in that and so how can i come back into myself and how can I start implementing this primary pattern back into my life? Because it's already been in you. It's always been there. So it's a matter of accessing it back again and how that can be a value to your life now. I thank you guys for listening to this episode today. I am so glad we had this time. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave a comment or review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. I will check this out when I can. Again, thank you guys so much. And I leave you guys off with this today. The reason we often have so much discomfort in the face of change is because it threatens our identity and sense of self. I thank you all and I will see you soon. Bye now.